0: Well, we're in this series entitled Life is a Circus, and uh, that fits, doesn't it, Delia? That's what our house has been like in the last 24 hours, and, and I don't know about you, but it feels like a circus right now. I mean, let's talk about that, the ongoing things in terms of our lives, uh, things coming at us from a lot of different directions, causing significant fatigue. Uh, being emotionally and spiritually depleted, uh, physically depleted. Uh, we're inundated by by messaging, uh, whether it comes from our smartphones or our computers. Um, we have a calendar that is full. It feels circus like. And And we've moved through the last couple of weeks talking about what contributes to that. Sometimes on top of the big tent show are difficult people to deal with. You have the lion act. You have navigating the fun house where you look at those mirrors and things get distorted and the floor is moving. And last week, Mark and Fran did an awesome job talking about bringing back the magic in marriage and in relationships. So today, I want to talk more about life as a circus but for the last six to eight weeks it it just feels like a circus if you look at the headlines charlottesville virginia a a riot that has continued to add to the polarization of our nation rhetoric heated rhetoric vitriol rhetoric on both sides Uh, humanity our country at its worst has surfaced And then a couple of weeks later, Harvey slams Texas. And we see the images from that. And what a stark contrast. Again, circus-like, but humanity, America at its best. Did you see some of the imagery? Flatbed trucks. And on the back of flatbed trucks, you had white folk and black folk and Hispanic folk. And nobody was checking IDs. They just loaded them up and said, We're going to get you to a better place. And the, the imagery of people from different socioeconomic levels ministering to one another. The church was present. It feels like a circus today because we know that, that people are vulnerable in Florida, and coastal Georgia, and in the panhandle of Florida. In fact, we have a visitor here that is visiting from Michigan. Seems counterintuitive to me. <laughs> but uh, but we pray for them. And today we're mindful and we want to be ready to serve. And so, I don't know about you, but this this whole inundation of all these different things it just seems chaotic and and crazy layered on top of my life so what do we what do we do with that and how can we be the church and be the church together and have some sanity well we've talked about what it means to be the church together in some of our responses to the methodist home we're willing to be a red cross certified shelter if we get approved uh, if not for this season but for later on if we need to be you have responded through an email we sent out with supplies as riverside united methodist has been a shelter and vineville united methodist and so we're on ready to be the church and so in the midst of life being a circus do you do you remember the circus imagery of the clown car the different clowns crowding in to a VW Beetle or a small, colorful car, and the significance of coming together. I want us to take a look at what happened at Pentecost. If you'll look at your scripture, which is inserted in uh, your bulletin, we're going to take a look at chapter two and let me set the stage it is Pentecost and it's a feast and it says God fearing Jews from many regions came and these God fearing Jews were anticipating encountering God and there were some that sensed that something very very special was happening now listen to some of the names of these regions Some were coming from Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia and Liberia and Cyrene. And so are you catching the diversity of all who have converged for Pentecost? And as they've come, the Holy Spirit is poured out. The tongues of fire and with a rushing wind, and they began to hear their own native language and people speaking good news about Christ and the redemption that is offered in the gospel. And so in chapter 2, we pick up verse 41. And I just simply want us to do a Bible study this morning. We're going to hear more um, in just a little bit, and this is going to be a full service, but take a look with me. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. That's what you're doing. You're coming together in corporate worship, and there's something that's that's significant about that. We are better because we are together. There is a collective effervescence that comes out of us being together. And the Holy Spirit was moving here, and that same Spirit is available for us today. And it says that they shared in what we call communion, or the Lord's Supper, or the Eucharist, and they broke bread together, and everyone was filled with awe, and they saw the wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Now, let's keep going. And all the believers were together and had everything in common. I think about that imagery of what we saw in the, in the flooding. I don't know if you saw the one flatbed truck that had nursing home residents in wheelchairs. Anybody see that one? And they were parked on the back of this flatbed. And they were from different races. And they were senior adults, elderly folks. And, you know, that's, that's an image of the church. That they came from many different directions, and they shared their property and possess, possessions. They were generous to those who were in need. Over the last 48 hours, my phone has blown up with many of you saying, is there anything we can do are we going to be a shelter do I need to help volunteers do folks need money I have an extra bedroom available if there's a family in need they shared in what they had in common walls came down the church did something else every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts revival was breaking out and they broke bread in homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts i'm going to ask a friend of mine lucas ramirez from uh the golden isles area he is uh, come on lucas he is um the director executive director of the gathering place anybody been to the gathering place it's right there at epworth by the sea uh, but it's bigger than that because they have. Oh, where's the microphone, bro? You got it. Uh, they have a lot of different ministries, and one of those is small groups. And I like what one author talks about that as we, we gather together for the apostles' teachings, we, we tend to sit in rows, right? We are, we're sitting in rows now. In fact, you may have gone to church growing up and you sat in rows. And that's a great thing. I mean, logistically, sometimes we just have to sit in rows. But rows don't know. In other words, you don't know what's going on with the person beside you. I mean, in some cases, now if it's a spouse, maybe you two or a family member or a friend. But in most cases, if you look down in the different sections, you don't know what is really happening for them. And this author talks about how real Christian maturity, being shaped in Christ, happens in circles. Because in rows, we just don't know. But in circles, in small groups, in smaller settings, we are able to be vulnerable. We're able to dialogue. We're able to listen better we're able to hear each other's prayers the new testament paul's writing and he says encourage one another in these small groups and the word provoke is used provoke one another to do good works right now as i've shared with you i meet with a group of guys on wednesday morning and that's my time just to take off my pastor hat um Most of the time I'm a regular guy, but I really get to be a regular guy then. And I get to let down. And I'm so glad that I have a safe place where I can be prayed for in a circle, listened to, and even challenged. Challenged to rethink something, to reconsider something, or challenged to take a step of faith that maybe I wouldn't have taken if I was just sitting in rows it's great that you're sitting in a row today and we need to sit in rows but one of the things we want to encourage you is to crowd in the clown car to get involved in a small group Lucas your ministry and the ministry of the gathering place is broad but one of the small parts one of the big parts but just one part only of that big part um, is 707 Groups Discipleship. How many folks are in discipleship, just in, in certain numbers, and what happens in those groups, do you think? Yeah. Well, thanks, first of all, for having me. Yeah, so I appreciate that. he I'm is an evacuee. He's an guess. evacuee, and I was going to use him today.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm here also with my beautiful wife, Thea, mm-hmm. and we are longtime friends of the Stephens and um, really the reason the Lord brought us so I, I used to be a youth pastor serving under Tim years ago, so it's great to be here again fellowship <laughs> with you. Um, the Gathering Place is an innovative student mentoring and Christian leadership development organization, um, and of all the different programs that we have, one of these key programs is called 707 groups because they are mentor groups, they're discipleship groups that meet at 707 in the god's done on the coast in georgia this ministry has been around for so long that um, now we have alumni of the program who've moved back and our mentors themselves and it's a seven-year commitment so if you lived in our community i'd probably be knocking on your door calling you and saying hey would you lead a 707 group um and would you commit for seven years with one other person to walk alongside your own five six seven eight They're all age-specific, and would you just walk life with them for seven years? Um, And we've seen incredible growth happen with these discipleship Mm -hmm. group settings, circle settings. Uh, We currently have about 615 students in in these mentor groups. It's very decentralized. They meet all over the community, different mornings. Chick-fil-A, give us free breakfast if your 707 group meets there, so just neat ownership of the community. Um, (laughs) Is there a Chick-fil-A operator? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you open for lunch today? We wanna, we'd love Chick-fil-A today for an evacuee. Any <laughs> I don't even know. To do. um, so yeah, we, it's, it's, it's taken on kind of its own life. We, um, each year we generally have about 100 new students sign up every year. That's We're awesome. graduating some and then new students come through. But it's definitely this circle setting to do life together.
0: Mm-hmm. What, what happens? What are some of the dynamics that, that happen in a small group, would you say?
1: So, I think relationships is absolutely number one. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: like mm-hmm. Our
1: church and our ministry model is really based on that. That life change happens in the context of relationships. And unless you're getting into the same spaces, into the same rooms, into the same coffee shops, mm-hmm. there's no opportunity for relationships to flourish. So, I would say relationships uh, are, are probably one of the key elements that happens.
0: And these happen away from the church for sure, right?
1: Yeah, um, some might Settings. Okay. Um, but a lot <coughs> of them is coffee shops, offices, school properties, mm-hmm. you know, before mm-hmm. school opens. Um, and then I think those relationships are fertile ground to share the word with each other, keep each other accountable, um, mm-hmm. and propel each other to, to greater truth. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing that mentioned how, how relationships are so important too and just thinking about the rows versus circles uh, idea is that our Western culture is really good at sharing information. Now we just are overloaded with information mm. and a lot of teaching, and teaching is great. Uh, we need strong teaching, but what we've failed at doing very well is, instead of information, is imitation, and the mm. discipleship process is imitating Christ or imitating my mentor, my discipler, insofar as they're imitating Christ. And Mm. that imitation has to happen in the context, again, Mm -hmm. of relationships where I can see how you treat the poor, I can see how you engage with the Word, Mm. I can see how you treat your wife, and all of those Mm -hmm. things, and then I can learn Mm -hmm. from watching instead of just from hearing.
0: That is awesome. Stay right there, Lucas. One of the things we want you to do, grab the insert. that has Sunday school classes, small groups, and midweek offerings. One of the things we want you to do is to pray about and think about finding a circle. And we're going to give you an opportunity in just a few minutes to fill out your communication card. On that communication card, we'd really like for you to find a place. Uh, My next steps will be, To continue to be a faithful participant in my current group it may be that you're like me and many others in this room that you're part of a group and that's meeting a need and that group meets weekly or monthly and you're finding the spiritual nourishment that you need Re up on that reaffirm that and let us know that so we can celebrate that also join a group this fall we're in the midst of the fall and uh, please contact me give us your information and Fran has made a commitment that if you're not in a group and you'd like to find a spiritual formation group a place where you can be shaped uh, by others and you can help shape others she will get with you and help find that right place because we want to plug you in and then if you'd like to start a group if somebody is a part of a group and you, you know you've been a part of a group and you've received And you received and you've received and you say, you know, I want to give back. I know I'll receive some as I give back, but I want to give back and be a part of a group, if you'll indicate that. And uh, if you'd like to give your life to Christ and you want more information about that, there's a place to check there. So if you'll fill these out, because I want to ask, take the time to do that right now as I continue to ask Lucas a few questions. Lucas, you are writing a book. Are we at liberty to say what the name of it is yet? Yeah. Okay, tell us the name of that book.
1: Um, yes, so in June 2018, uh, I'm going to release my first book called Design for More is the title, mm-hmm. and the subtitle is Unleashing Christ's Vision for Unity in a Deeply Divided World, um, and the, the core idea is that God designed. Efficiency to unleash his mission in the world. And one of the greatest limiting factors to that, and more that he's designed us for, is our disunity, is our fragmented, siloed state. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that, but we're casting a vision for elevating the biblical imperative for the body of Christ truly being the, a united body of Christ, and how much more powerful we could be and efficient. And His kingdom on earth as it is in heaven is curious. We pray that week Mm in, week out. We do. um, And sometimes we don't believe that he wants that new creation to spring up all around us. And uh, we would be more effective for our mission in that. So it's called Design for More.
0: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, we'll be praying for you. In fact, I'm going to pray our worship team is going to come back up. We're going to do a couple of more songs as Ashley's going to lead us. On this her last official Sunday, we want her back. Let's pray together. God, we thank you that when we give our lives to you, we are given to a community. And we thank you that we belong to this community. And some here today have traveled many miles to be at a safe place, and they're part of another community, but it's all under the heading of the body of Christ. And so today, we want to continue to be connected we know we've been created to be connected to community and so we just ask God that you would give us that drive on the inside to let other people in we know that times in our lives we drift from the things that are the most important and part of that is we're not connected part of the problem is we don't have community And so, God, we thank you in advance that as we recommit ourselves to being in a circle, that that you'll become clearer to us. And our relationship with, with you will be richer. And our relationship with those around us will be deeper. Because we'll have been in a circle. And so, Lord, lead us. In these ways, it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.